Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am Santino Espina, and this is episode two of Daytime Discourse. So when I first had the idea of starting a podcast, my whole intention was for it to be an avenue where friends could share their honest perspectives on the various issues that may have come our way in the past year or so. I wanted this to be a space where you could be free to play with ideas in an effort to help make sense of this new world we live in. I'd like to believe we came close to that in this particular conversation. I'm very proud to introduce to you guys my friends Jaime Buñag, Jigs for short, and Nacho Mapa, two men I've grown up with in church and with whom I've had several deeply interesting conversations throughout the years. I hope you, the listeners, find this to be one of them. So without further ado, I bring you guys Jigs Buñag and Nacho Mapa. What you guys been uh, doing? Um, quarantine. What's been keeping you guys productive, Nacho? Like, do you have any creative outlet or any new skill that you've been uh, been doing or got into? Well, uh, I learned Spanish. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a Spanish class. Yeah, I think it would be that. That would be the class-based thing. I wouldn't call it a creative outlet. It's like a new tool that I got into. I was actually gonna bring this up with you, Jigs. I was gonna ask you if you're doing it because I heard from Sal yesterday that. You took a productivity course of yeah, yeah. Ali Abdal. I was yeah, like, yeah, dude. What? Like she just said he was he was mad. I was like, oh, is this Ali Abdal? Like yeah, so yeah. he he popped up on, on my feed, something about his productivity apps. He mentioned several. Rome Research, which is good for like brainstorming, mm-hmm. some some other mm-hmm. ones for, for getting your thoughts down. But the one that really stood out was Notion. That's yeah, the one we were yeah. talking about yesterday, you know. So that yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say Notion is a creativity outlet per se like a like a podcast or a, or a youtube video kind of thing but for me what i like about it is it's like lego or like minecraft in an app like you basically build your own productivity system whatever works for you because remember i was talking about yesterday in the growth meeting that you download your your to-do list apps mm. and you put in your to-dos this way you put in your events this way some are more convenient to put it in your calendar I, there are different apps that they resonate with you for different reasons but the cool thing about Notion is like you, you build the system yourself, like whatever works for you. That's kind of what makes it daunting because it's like a blank yes, slate. It's definitely daunting. Yeah. It's like you start with it, what am I gonna put yeah. on this? But it's pretty interesting. I've been spending a lot of time on that, on learning, figuring it out, seeing other people's use cases, seeing how can I use this for myself. Yeah. But it's still something I'm trying to make it more of a habit ba, to get things in there. Yeah. Just for everyone's contact or just for everyone's sake, like Jigs and Nacho. And I, we <laughs> started with that. <laughs> you shot the question. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> this is the conversation in the middle of it. Go. A lot, as, um, as Tino said. So um, we met in church. We were part of this church group, a Catholic church group. And we're also part of, what do you say, like the core group of that church group. It's like a lot of the youth leaders help organize a lot of the events for that group. And so the names that we're going to bring up and the things that, like the meetings that we we just that Nacho brought up like that. It's it was related to church. Like Jav is like our mutual friend in church as well. Cell, Jig's girlfriend, also our friend in church. <laughs> just for everyone, just for just for everyone. Yeah. It, it, it's it's just this little <laughs> yeah, it's a little circle that we have. And we grew a lot together. It's like uh it's not work, but like you serve together just to, you become friends um, at the end of it. And so that's why I'm inviting these guys because I know I've heard a lot of like very thoughtful insights from them. And I'm hoping that a lot of what you guys say, like like Nacho bringing up a lot of these productivity 
Ali Abdal pala isn't Pinoy, dude. Like, from what... How did you Pinoy? Have you heard him talk? From your conversation yesterday, I thought he was Pinoy. Okay. I thought it was like some Ateneo med student or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I, I didn't get into he's his. Bri- videos. He's British. He's British. He's like, yeah. British, 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 So you know, it's just Indian descent. <laughs> yeah, of Indian descent. Yeah, it, I'm hoping a lot of what we talk about is a little. I don't know. It's a ground. It's like a little more spiritually enriching. I feel like our discussions and the three of us already had a discussion in private, lang with a bunch of people our age and younger, and it. <laughs> It felt like we had to do it again. It felt like even this little group that we, like this, the three of us, it felt like we had to do a little thing. And um, yeah, yeah uh, we talked about it a lot and we joke about it in passing. And it, it's finally here. It's just a little thing that we have that I was able to start. And I have a feeling that this is going to be, you guys are going to be regulars here. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel like it's going to be mind, I don't mind, I don't mind. recurring. Yeah, so just let me know, man. I got to get some lights like jigs, no? <laughs> <laughs> you got my my Twitch streaming setup. I got I gotta get some I gotta get some J's too, man. I feel like oh, I feel no. like I feel like my my, my shoe setup here is fails in comparison. I just had to decorate my room with one of my passions, man. <laughs> one one of the many. <laughs> one of the renovating. I should have included that in the <laughs> dude. Put, put posters now. You gotta put posters on your plane wall. <laughs> but actually, not really mention stuff like this. Like you asked the question about like what's the new thing or the or like a hobby mm-hmm. or something we took up. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, one of the biggest things that I've, or the biggest undertakings that I've Mm-mm. gone through during this quarantine was I fixed up my room. Not, not major like a renovation or like a repainting right. or whatever, but again, talking about YouTubers and people we follow or people who have these productivity stuff. Um, I follow this guy on YouTube. His name is Matthew Encina. He's a Filipino American creative. Finally, Filipino. Yeah, yeah Filipino American creative <laughs> in, in LA. And he's actually the first person that talked about Notion for me because he talked a lot about productivity as a creative. So it's interesting. Ali Abdal is, is in medicine and in mm-hmm. business. So it's a bit different. I learned many things from the two of them. But one of the things that Matthew and Tina did was fix up his room, fix up his office, workspace. And he had a video about auditing your workflow. And when I sort of fixed my room, I was like, okay, my previous setup was like I had two desks two different sized desks that were like beside each other because I, I I used to draft when I was in college. Dude, like, I had a drafting table and a computer table. It was like disjointed. I just felt like my, my flow was like all over the place and my room was a mess. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to get rid of those two desks, invest in a nice designed table, fix up my setup, screen, whatever, everything. And But I felt like to make all of that stuff, I mean, it looks nice. I mean, I, I appreciate it. But like to make all that stuff worth it, I felt like I had to also make myself productive. I mean, to make the most of the investment in the space, right? So mm-hmm. Matthew and Tina's video was about auditing your workflow. So like everything you do in a day, especially now that we're working at home, I've been working at home for the past how many months, I felt like this is most important. Like everything you do in a day, you kind of write down the things you need for those things. So whether it's like working on my laptop or recording my dad's podcast, which you, you can check out by the way, Tito <laughs> on, on Spotify. <laughs> no, um, is every, it Tito, everything, everything, Tito Bunyag? Or no, Lito, Lito on. Lito, Lito. Lito on. Yeah. His name's Lito, Lito, sorry, yeah. man. <laughs> check out Lito on on, on other podcast, all, all the podcast right, platforms. Right. No, um, so like everything everything I did from the, throughout the day, I wrote down like what I had to do and the stuff I need and where in my room I do it. So like work on my laptop by my desk. How often do I pick up my camera or how often do I shoot videos or I mean obviously now these days took not so of much. those things. Yeah. And and so I had to like think about where I put it in my room. So right now beside my table I have like these plastic shelves with all of the stuff I use almost every day. I have a 
pegboard here, which I copied from Matthew and Cena, that has like all the cables and headphones, whatever I use, and tape and staplers and whatnot. I felt like productivity was a big theme in quarantine for me, all the way from fixing my room to how I work now. It gave a sense of control also with how I do work. I felt like a lot of things aren't in our control at the moment, like being in quarantine and all that stuff and having being productive and having things in place and working the way I want it to or the way it feels best for me or most productive for me gives me a sense of control or gave me a sense of control. So... Yeah, um, so even far, somewhat, been, right? Because it's yeah, just, yeah, it's like yeah, everything's somehow. slipping from our grip. yeah, <laughs> and and everything, every like our, our work deals a lot with suppliers and clients and mm. all that stuff. So like even then, it's like things aren't in your control because this supplier will take longer to do this, or the city hall won't approve something, or oh, those yeah, I mean, things. Yeah, it's like Little those problems. things are yeah, those things are all, all like hard to control because like as much as you want it to happen, people aren't working every day. There's like people don't have yeah, I mean, That's so it's true, like man. there's so many the things that just aren't working. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah. So it, it's, it's like a directed mindfulness. It feels yes, like just the yeah, way that you, yeah. it, 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 you detail it. And I did a similar thing. I reconfigured my room. Oh, I nice, made it, nice. I, I tried to make it a more, uh, a space more conducive to working. It, it didn't used to be like this. In fact, I couldn't even use this table that the computer is on. It just felt like it was in my room just to put stuff on. <laughs> it just felt like, <laughs> yeah. felt pretty useless. And then come quarantine, it's like, okay, I just feel like I need to make a space where I can, one, like on the, the basic would be just to have like a, a good place to have video calls, which is pretty much necessary nowadays. <laughs> um, but also it made me rethink my space. It made me use the space better. And little things like that make you a little more productive. No, And I was thinking about the fact, I mean, like the, the thing that Nacho brought up, one, like learning Spanish. It's just, that's like a different, it's like le- learning a language is like learning a different world almost, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, true. So, so my question like would be like, I've always wondered, it's always been interesting for me, parang what it takes to learn a new language. Like I wonder if like some people have it easier. So Nacho, I'm just wondering if like you have Spanish ancestors because I feel like people who or at least in blood of that region, might be more predisposed to learning a certain way of speaking easier? Or is that not the case for you? Well, I don't think it's anything to do with blood. I mean, I think I do have maybe a bit a bit of that. I mean, like Mapa, mm-hmm. Naval, like yes. names in my family, like they, they come from Spanish words. But <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like a, a big percentage Spanish. I, I don't think it's probably traceable like back to generations, but I don't know. But for me, the thing that actually made it easier for me was having taken up Latin in Southridge. Oh, like, I never thought I'd say that. I mean, taking wow. a dead language in high school, everyone's like, why are we doing this? But it's interesting. It's, it's structured different from English. Eh? Actually, if you hear people, people from other countries trying to learn English, they find it more challenging, actually. For us, it's natural because we do it traditionally. But other people, yeah. let's say, for example, plural... It's colonized, right? Yeah. Yeah, normally plural, fish becomes fishes, horse becomes horses. Yeah. But then you have goose, geese, like yeah. it's, it's, it's a messy, it's a messy uh, language. Yeah, yeah, English is like really messy. Yeah. Yeah. The cool thing about, I mean, these languages that are based off Latin, so Spanish, Italian, they have this thing called conjugation and declension. So, what does that the, mean? The verb, you just change, you just change something in the ending to, to make and it's the same for for all of those verbs already. So, so it's super organized. Also, this is yeah, systemic. yeah, pretty organized. Yeah, yeah. I think more than blood, it's that. I've never experienced because I've never, I mean, it's always something that it's it's always like, oh, wow, it'd be cool to learn a new language or whatever. But that's something I've, I honestly don't have any experience with. I feel like like what Tino says, it's like, it's like kind of inverting what you know about something, which is language. Because it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like a different 
culture, different everything that's attached to it. So as you mentioned, like it's a different way of thinking, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part yeah. of the mind process of it is kind of off tangent compared to what you're used to dealing with, like Something learning other things. Cool. Have you guys seen the film Arrival? You haven't no, seen no, it? I haven't. It's, no, it's no. a sci-fi thing where basically aliens come and they're trying to teach humans <laughs> okay. their language. And it changes. Okay, I think I've heard of this. So yeah. you think it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Interesting. By, by whom? I don't know who directed it, but yeah. it's based off a, a short story. Oh. I can't remember by whom. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, go, go, go. Foreign languages make you understand things differently. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, that's something I've been wa- I've been wanting to try or figure out. Like the Tima's question, parang my mom's side of the family is pretty Spanish. That's a simplified way to describe it. But like my grandfather yeah. and her side was pure Spanish and everything. Okay. So it's like maybe it's something. The, I uh, hence the the facial hair. Hence the facial hair. I guess. <laughs> I guess the reason I even brought that up was because I'm a strong believer that you can't run away from your DNA. It's I feel like it's probably some people are more predisposed. I have a friend. She um. She took up European studies in univers- in her for her university degree, and um, she took up Spanish as one of her one of her tracks, I guess. Yeah. yeah, foreign language course. Yeah, or if not foreign language, even for I don't know if Minor. the course had a track or yeah. something, something like that. It was more intensive, and the thing was, she was fluent in it, and she looks little. She's Pinay. She's born here, raised here, but she she looks she looks a little mestiza, and in fact. She has um, what do you call that? Hyperchromia. If like one of her eyes, it, oh, that's is that, so is cool. That, is that the right term? Yeah, I, for, I forgot the term, but yes, I mean that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Like two two different colors for the eyes. Yeah. So like, oh, uh, really? I've yeah. Never heard of that. She has yeah. a like a light. She has brown eyes, like maybe like normal Pinoy eyes, on her right side. On her left eye, it's um, it's gray. Um, oh, that's so cool. In fact, when she was born, and I don't know if she'll hear this, but. <laughs> it's weird to talk about it, but <laughs> Drop it out um, <laughs> you didn't say the name in one. So I didn't say I haven't said the name. Um, in fact, when she was born, apparently the doctors thought she had cataract in her left eye because it was so gray. Uh, oh, that's yeah, interesting. it's a very rare. It's a very rare thing, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. And it was so nice because she showed me like um, she flashed a light on it, and it just looks. I guess I can generalize. Pinoys don't have gray eyes. <laughs> My brother-in-law and his kids, they have gray, light, lighter light, eyes. Hazel yeah. eyes. I've, 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 no, they're, think, they're, yeah. They have like, light gray. Light gray, light gray. Yeah, but it's not yeah. heterochromic or whatever. Het- what do you, well, yeah, heterochromia. I think, I think heter- heterochromia, yeah. Heterochromia. My bad. It's the my same, bad. But yeah. Yeah, so, and parang there's this, I feel like in your DNA, there's like a program there that's, that can you can tap into somewhat. It just feels like it's the power of the mind, I guess. That I feel like, yeah, it's that it's part of. We don't we don't know that we have it. I think that's true time. for everyone. Like you're predisposed to certain things because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. things that were passed on to you. Yeah, yeah. but it also doesn't mean you can't learn. Like pick up yeah. new skills from scratch, right? Yeah, if you're yeah. pure Pinoid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you can't change your eye color, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's actually an interesting thing. It's like I feel like the things that you can't change are the more surface-level physical things. But the deeper yeah. you go into the person and the, the deeper you get into like personality and intent and everything, it's cool how that's left somewhat free for you to, to... Build yourself. Yeah, so in a weird way, like, yeah, you're bound physically by certain things, but it doesn't really, you know, keep your mind or your personality like hostage for anything. Yeah. 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 But I think connected to what Tina said, like, I mean, you start with something. You have that yeah, DNA. Definitely, that, that yeah, yeah. I feel like it's powerful, man. I feel yeah. like what hand you were dealt is more powerful than we realize sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, true. It's just part of this mysterious world that we're in. Like, the he- our humans, I don't know. 
the human code. I don't know. It just boggles my mind sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Actually, have you heard of Strengths Finder by Gallup? Gallo? Gallo? No, no. Gallup? It's, 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 no, yeah, no. it's like, it's like this, this test that you can take. It was developed like a few decades back. Um, mm-hmm. something, something my dad let my brother and me take. Basically, you, you take a test and then they have several, strength, like a list of strengths and you take a, kind of like a personality test. Yeah. But they give you your five strengths. And then the, the interesting about it is like their philosophy is you play to your strengths. So you, you play to, to that card you're dealt. You don't, because mm. sometimes the mindset can be, oh, um, you don't know math, like just work harder, study harder at it. But sometimes you're just, you're more, you're more gifted with other things. You're more gifted with art. You're more gifted with creativity than, than the numbers. I don't know. It's, it's just the case. Yeah. I feel like, I think we know people like that. I mean, I don't know if you guys consider yourselves. I, th- I think you guys are pretty creative in your own way. But like, we know that there's like this hierarchy of creativity, man. Like, you know that the person just has this penchant for beauty. Like, they know how to make something beautiful. You, I, I feel like you guys have those inclinations also, but in different ways. But like, they make visual designs. You just, you just know they have it. It's like sometimes a person who can learn that won't be any... Are nearly as good as someone who just can draw, who can really draw, and that's so so unique. Yeah. And you know it from when you're a kid. It's not really like everyone has it. It's I feel like there's a hierarchy of some sort, and it's different for every each person has the has a different like hierarchy of of skills or yeah, or, uh, yeah like abilities. like yeah. the person I think about a lot is in that regard is Messi, like. Like he's just this <laughs> five like diminutive guy. He's yeah, five tiny, seven, tiny, yeah, tiny, and he doesn't look like an athlete, you know. Yeah. It's, but like it just feels like God gave him a little <laughs> metaphysical. God, he looks, gave he, looks him. he looks, he looks. I mean, for those of you who don't know Messi, I, I know this. He doesn't look like him physically, his face, but he looks as average as like Paul Rudd. Like he's kind of he's okay. <laughs> Paul Rudd looks like a working guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like I mean, Paul Rudd. They're, they're both good-looking guys. I'm not saying they aren't good-looking. Yeah. They don't, they, and they don't look alike. But I mean, if, <laughs> no. if, if like Paul Rudd was a football player, he'd look like Messi. Yeah, I mean, like very like <laughs> look like a physical that's specimen. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like. Uh, but then you get Messi, who's like a six-time Ballon d'Or winner, and yeah, it's like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like not five, not a lot of five-seven guys or Pacquiao for 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 one. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like they were given like this gift. It's and like all men created created equal. It's like. Oh wow! And, and not to go into like superlatives, but like I could have all the physical advantages over Messi, and it just you don't have that gift, you just don't have yeah, that touch, yeah. you don't have that I don't know that accuracy. It's just a feel that they have that yeah, it's just unbelievable. If you watch, I've I've been a I'm a Ronaldo fan, but I can really appreciate Messi. I can really appreciate yeah, the stuff he does is just is just out of this world. Like, man, how did he? How does I mean, when Ronaldo does stuff, you're like, that, that looked cool. Yeah. But when Messi does it, it's like, it's like, how did that happen? How? how? <laughs> Ronaldo's like peak human. The hardest you could ever work and the best you could ever be physically. But then Messi is like of another planet, man, of another race. Yeah. Like he's just so good. Yeah. It's, I've, never seen, I've never seen anyone play like that. And there isn't a shortage of 5'7", 180-pound guys, <laughs> if not less. There's so many guys like that who never ever even could even football players who never even approach that level of ability. I like how it's always easy for it's like sport is a low hanging fruit for people to liken things to. Cause like I feel like yeah, yeah. sport sport is like human trial and triumph 
made tangible. Like it's, it's like visible. It's so obvious. It's, yeah, it's so, so obvious. Yeah. yeah. So so like I, I feel like we're gonna be I just a disclaimer. I feel like we're gonna be referencing sports a lot and like regardless <laughs> of what we talk about. Just because I feel like it, it, it we are we are out, big yeah. sports heads. Yeah. Awesome, um, yeah. But but yeah, for real. I mean, yeah, Messi and I mean there 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 are a handful of people who yeah. Like I mean, they're great athletes, but they're people who you know are just like born or not just athletes, yeah. but they're great people in, in any industry, any craft, any whatever. But you know that they're, they're people who are just born into that, and you know the stars align and they find it's, themselves and we're in, blessed on the right path. Yeah, yeah, and we're blessed. Jordan, you know, I was thinking about this when just like the current state of the NBA, like or no, not current state, but just the f- format of the NBA and sports in general, spectator sports, is like if you have LeBron, who's like dominating let's say and I'm not gonna say like I'm a LeBron fan or whatever I might get cancelled but um, <laughs> no, um, but seeing someone dominate in their field like sports is you because you see it there you they have they're physically more dominant they read stuff better the, the difference between like that and maybe like a someone who enters like this multinational company and then works their way up and dominates the field and dominates the industry. You never see that on TV. It's not fun to see. It just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just hear about them. They they get the new yeah, position yeah. or whatever. Unless, 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 you're like it, Elon, yeah. unless you're Elon Musk, Elon Musk. Who, like, <laughs> calls for, who calls for the attention. <laughs> Elon Musk is different, bro. Speaking no, of another I think, South I think African. He's one of the, I think he's one of those people also that are sort of were born to be who they are. And he's just... I mean, I, I don't... I think in that way, those tech entrepreneurs are also... Another guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's insane. Just the level of productivity. He's a different, he's a different <laughs> race also, man. I don't agree with every single thing he does, especially yeah. recently, I guess. But like, It's wild, no? Opinions, but... Crazy, but his, it's like the name he gave his baby. And yeah, what, <laughs> what did he? What, that, what did he name him? Name him or her? No, you know what? You know what? I, we can I don't think Nacho and I, even if we've seen it on paper, I don't think we can even like say it. He said it in Joe Rogan's podcast. He taught yeah. him how to say it, but like South African. It's, uh, no, it's like it's like dude, it's, digits it's like a symbols. Greek, um, a Greek it's like a robot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like he named his kid after stormtroopers. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's like something like that like. But he can read Aeon. it. Like, what language is it? Yeah, it's like Ash something. Like he, 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 it says like, no, it's not a language. It's like there's a Latin. My gosh, we're Latin, just talking about a baby's name. There's a, there's, a, there's a Latin symbol. There's numbers, a dash. It's like, that's like weird. Like I don't There's like a math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like, an equation. Yeah. By. <laughs> no, yeah, no, pretty much, man. Pretty much. Yeah, I can't, it's like Ash blah, 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 something. It's like it's a just, weird Their thing. mind yeah. just works differently. And, yeah, yeah. And it's weird. He's such an eccentric guy. I saw his first podcast in... Uh, Joe, on Joe Rogan it's just this guy th- it's just he talks different, different man. Man. yeah dude this, yeah. He's, like, this he's not afraid like of it too it's yeah, like yeah. it's like he knows the value in his in how he speaks so yeah, like, yeah. in what he says I mean so he doesn't care about how he speaks anymore yeah, yeah. for me the f- interesting thing with him though is his <laughs> his presentation he doesn't seem like the very first time I watched one of his stuff I think it was mm. either a Tesla one or one of those the one where he presented I think his solar roof tiles <laughs> Stammers. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's not like a Steve Jobs that like very polished. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it so polished. Yeah, Galing's yeah. Steve like, Jobs. Like he 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 does a lot of like uh yeah uh, yeah. And he but, stutters. He stutters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know, man. He's he's, people, he's kind of a genius. He's really he's he's a genius, and people follow him. So yeah, yeah. There's gotta be something really there. I was thinking at. And maybe he was blessed with because a lot of successful people like that are like hyper intelligent, then they're hyper productive, they're hyper energetic, and 
for some reason, they're also hyper healthy. They, they manage to like not get sick. They just straight up dominate. They can work like upwards of hundreds of hours a week, which is insane. But I was thinking like, how many people are out there who have that level of intelligence, but don't have the other things? They're not hyper energetic. They don't have the health. Like how much of our human population, like how much of the people in the world like are internally capable, but externally lacking? They can't act it out. It's just not embodied. Yeah. You know? I think that many factors affect that. I mean, we hear this a lot like about, it's an opportunity thing where it's like, are they, is the environment that they are in right now conducive to their skill set or what they can do? Are enough eyes on them to get them to a place where they can, yeah, I mean, that they can be effective or deliver? So it's like, I mean, with all those factors that could possibly affect that, I'm sure there's a big chunk of population of our population that just doesn't get the opportunity to be productive or to be to dominate, as you say. Yeah, out there, yeah. Yeah, in, in a field of, of it that they're passionate in. Sometimes I mean, it's yeah. bad luck too. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. I mean, it, but I guess I guess it's sort of that skirts already like a philosophical thing where it's like, because people can make the most of what they have. I mean, they can yeah. be successful in their own right, but like... You take as much responsibility yeah, yeah. as but, but like, yeah, It's just like, a good thing, yeah. So Pradang, it's, it's not all to minimize that. I mean, any of the three of us could have a skill set that could bring us to the level of an Elon Musk or a Steve Jobs or a, or a, what's his name, Amazon guy. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, right? Jeff Bezos yeah. yeah, but it's like, I'm not trying to do their own horn. I mean, we have, everybody has like a skill set. It's not just mm. the three, three of us, but like, yeah. you never know. Like, what if, you know, you're really good at drawing or you're really good at painting? And you just, I'm not, I'm not. I mean, let I me mean, just say, what if you just, what if you just not painting the right thing? And then like, yeah, yeah I mean. What if I mean, you were right, right. when you were yeah. in preschool? To just <laughs> no, 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 something that is, no, that is real. It's like, possible. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd like to say for myself, uh, I mean, you guys are my seniors. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the one like our generation is like the baby generation. Like we got participation medals and like all these different stuff. So it's like how much of us are adversely affected by that, by that culture of like being given participation awards or like, yeah, I mean, like consolation prizes. Like a whole generation worth of people were affected by that culture of like giving, you know, easy easy prizes. Yeah. yeah. So it's like how many of us? I don't don't know. See, like everything's an experiment. Like uh, speaking of like case in point lang, um, see, Harvey Gayoso, Nacho, um, you know him. See, I, I had a podcast with him um, the other day. He's a good friend. He's a childhood friend. And, um, he's, and He's a beast of a footballer. And Nacho knows just the level of footballer that he is. He's perhaps, arguably, the best footballer at his age in the country. And I've literally talked to goalkeepers. I've had friends who are goalkeepers. And they were so proud that Harvey Dex scored only two <laughs> goals on them. Or they're so happy that Harvey just scored one on them. <laughs> it's like the guy is he's a different caliber with regard to Philippine football and he told me the other day and, and he made no bones about it he was like I feel like I was born in the wrong country he straight up said it and unfortunately the bad luck that I was mentioning or the unfortunate events sometimes it's not unfortunate it just happens right so parang he's now forced to um show all his talents. We're not able to take care of the... We're not give, giving him the opportunity yeah, to have yeah. a career in that path. We don't take care of our talent. I don't think us Filipinos, that's where we lack a lot. I think we don't take care of our great people. I think in the Philippines especially, there's a lack of cultivation of athletic talent, but also creativity. Um, artists, arts, um, writers, arts. musicians. I think they're all not given enough credit, enough development, enough outlets when they're younger. It's, but it's there. Yeah, it's there. I think there's a lot of talent, yeah. uh, especially in music. Like Filipino music is it's a pretty great field. I love Filipino music. I don't know. It's just that our culture is so rich that it produces these things, like the music and the art. 
that I don't know how even like some artists make it because I don't I can't even imagine what adversity and what difficulty they went through just to make a name for themselves. There isn't an obvious safety net that these artists and athletes and the like have. It's always a corporate. If you work corporate, you're gonna be okay. There's a path for you. It's we're it's just tried not, and tested. No risk. It's what we know. Yeah. It's simplified thinking, but it's what we know. It's it's unfortunate that's the only thing we have. Our best scientists are like either leaving the country or they, yeah. they're professors. Unfortunately, unable to practice in their labs. I'd love for us to take care of them more. It, it, I feel like they would be crucial in moving our culture forward. It's, yeah, I think that's my hope for our generation. I think that's something... I mean, we, we talked a lot about how we admire our parents' generation and, and the things they've done, the, the work they've put in. But I don't know, for us, I hope that's something we can change. Like, I think not enough has been invested in like museums for the public, libraries for the public. So many great people in other countries were, I mean, inspired when they were young by being exposed to things like that. Even yeah. things like yeah. astronomy, science also. All these things. Like, it doesn't have to be business and management, which is what we're all, like, so automatic. Yeah, it's so yeah. a given, it, no? it, Yeah, it's, it's not, not a bad thing or it's not, it's not at all to say it's a negative thing, but become the default because it's people, it's people are... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really a matter of, of, of our society being more open also. Because I know it's easy to blame the government and say, na, oh, this the budget and whatever. Yeah, fine. That, that's a given. In, in any country, naman, the governments will also always fall short on pushing something forward, right? It just happens that here, a lot of stuff aren't being pushed forward. But it's also the culture. I mean, it's also our mindset. I mean, the whole... I don't like talking about it as much, like the whole colonial mentality thing. It's just... Yeah. It's like we're so influenced by what the world says is good. We tend to neglect things that don't fit that mold here. And we have a lot of those things, right? I mean, and the fact that we've also look at the world in this in this view where it's like, okay, things from abroad, things from different countries are better than our own thing. It's always been a burden that we've been carrying as a people. And I feel like our energy always goes towards that. I mean, the mere fact that we're speaking English now over Filipino, it, it's the basic. I mean, that's how we were raised, the schools we went to, that's, that's our background and you know, we can't escape we that, just, but, And we're Catholic too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, just, that's just how we were raised. But I mean, stuff like that is like, it's just all, just kind of shows like, I mean, how much we're lacking in terms of appreciating things that aren't dictated to us. Just because like kind of music is uso in the state yeah. or whatever doesn't mean that it has to be the, the music that we're into here. Yeah, I mean, but that just yeah. just like that. I mean, you can look at this could be a whole other discussion, but you could look at K-pop or whatever. It's like, mm. it, yes, it sounds very Western, but also not. Like it's it's <laughs> it's its own thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. they they take what's good of other cultures and make it their own, and their people appreciate it so much. It's like I haven't been to Korea, but people say that walking around Korea is like walking around a theme park where there's K-pop playing everywhere. Like you hear it in every store. It's like, it's like I've been everything. Yeah, it's very romantic. Yeah, it's a very romantic city. Yeah, I mean Seoul at least, and Seoul, yeah. it's a very romantic country from what I saw. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, K-pop is an example of that. Which like, yeah, it's fine. Be be influenced and and take great things from other countries and other nationalities, but their appreciation of their own craft is so great. Like it's, they put so much effort into promoting their own artists, and they're so right. proud of it in the international stage. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's like. It's its own thing. You don't have to like it. You can listen to it if you want. Or yeah. if you don't like it, you don't have to. Um, yeah. But you can't deny that it's good quality. It's, yeah. it's well yeah. made. The, no one can say it. The, yeah. the movies are well made. Parasite, it's like they, dude. Parasite. Parasite. I loved it. Oh I loved it. Yeah. It's just so simple. Such a simple concept. Yeah. Such a simple script. But to me, it deserved the Oscar. Or yeah. at least one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's an example of a country that that, that, especially in, I mean, I, I'm not so educated with how they do business and how how mm-hmm. how we're corporate. But they weren't that well off. They weren't yeah, that yeah. well off in the 60s, I believe, as, as yeah. recent as the 60s. Yeah, 
it's just that their, their their growth now really shows their pride in their own in their own creations and their own things. It just at, at least them. South Korea. We're talking about South Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South, <laughs> South Korea. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what what to say about North Korea. South, <laughs> South Korea. South we don't. Korea, yeah. I don't know if anyone knows all knows that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we know what they tell us. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they did invest in their culture, but it can't be without like a real backing, eh? like a real. No, definitely. Working, yeah. productive society that backs the culture. It's, it's hand in hand. It's hand in yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were saying, Nacho, like, there isn't, like, for me, uh, the museums that we have, parang, I'm talking about before COVID, <laughs> because obviously all establishments, you know, there's a shift in almost how all establishments are seen. But when we could visit the museums, I feel like it was such a minority that would. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of things. And, and it goes into my. You guys are well-traveled guys. It goes into my... I have this idea that for some reason, I've been to um, museums, great museums that house great art. I've been to places in other countries where just this beautiful structure that's been around since the 18th, for example, 1850s. Or I can't... And maybe if there are, you can count it on one hand. But there isn't like this structure in the Philippines that from way back when that people put up and that we were able to maintain um, and just see as a symbolic, a sign of like the Filipino spirit. That would be an example. Like, I mean, the thing that comes we to don't mind have it. is Banawarai's terraces, but that was before we even became a nation. So <laughs> yes. you can't really attribute that to... <laughs> I mean, I mean, like... Yeah. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. It's yeah. just that it's not accessible to a tourist. You, if you if you get me, mm, like yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's just it's like a, you gotta go six hour drive on like yeah. this L three hundred on this bumpy ass road. It's just not gonna be on everyone's itinerary. For, for me, though, one example, I mean, kind of shows the difference in in culture would be the statue of Rizal in Luneta Park. That's one I don't know. I think that's pretty iconic. It's yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'd compare it to. I don't know if you could compare it to the Washington Monument in, in the States. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I think you can. That's yeah. probably like our yeah. own version yeah. yes. where you, you just have this, this clear thing and it's just that. You just see that. Yeah. I mean, but it says so much that I think there in the States, it's like a law that no structure can be taller than the Washington Monument or something like that. In, yeah, in, 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 in the DC area. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a tradition. Yeah. It's like they upheld this tradition. Yeah. 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 But then yeah. when you look at the implementation here, like the government allowed a building to be built behind. Right, right. Torre something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. It shows the, that lack of respect for, for yeah. the past, I guess. Yeah. Or, and, and we just take respect. it, dude. We just freaking take it. Like, Loki, yeah. <laughs> Loki, like yeah. we can't do anything about it. Like if we yeah. really wanted to do something about it, we'd fight with our every with all our energy. We'd fight for yeah. for yeah. that. It's a, it's Rizal. It's our national hero. Now, whether you support Rizal <clears throat> or not, or as as our national, or you see him as our national hero, that's a different discussion. But that's he's our national hero on paper. Okay. And we just freaking put a background building. <laughs> yeah, on man. And it's simple. That, that it after a few more kilometers, if you put a building up there, it won't be seen anyway. So like, you know, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. you would have. Yeah, we would, yeah, I mean, like it just. Right. But like for me, for me, even one of the best examples of something that was somewhat maintained and that we look at as like an old structure is Intramuros, which is also related to uh, yes, yes. also related to the monument, uh, monument. But even that for me is also not it's not ours, man, and it's also not maintained to the best. It's not. It's also it's, not maintained it's, it's to the not best. It's not maintained. Yeah. yeah, and it was made in the Spanish time. So yeah, yeah, it's like you wish. That you would have something that Leaning Tower of Pisa, mm, yeah. Eiffel Tower, but Statue of Liberty. These aren't yeah. for anything. They're just symbolic. They're like, this is the structure of this people. And we're going to keep it and maintain it for hundreds of years to come. Singapore probably did that with just recently. 
in terms of like the bigger picture history, it they did it with the Merlion. It was, it's like a symbol, lang. Yeah. I can't think of one that we could properly maintain if it's always destroyed. <laughs> it always gets ruined through wear and tear, na lang. Yeah. We yeah. don't we don't care for them. Have you taken that? I mean, you can't anymore. But the Carlos Seljan tour of Intramuros. It's interesting because he never, talks never about he talks about. You took um, it, Nacho. I haven't. Oh, no, yeah. I haven't well, yeah. yeah. How was it? He, he talked a lot about like why. He actually mentioned that stuff, like why the Philippine structures also we don't have many lasted long. It's because historically we're also a very young, yeah, we are um, nation, yeah, young independence, but, yeah. yes. But a lot of the way we used to build stuff traditionally were never like leading to our pizza, where it's like marble or whatever. We mm. always made out of wood, coral, whatever, and these things all rot, right? So. Technically, the only things that we could have preserved were stuff that happened during the Spanish time and after. Because there's the stuff when they introduced concrete and other and wood. I mean, better wood ways of building with wood. But for me, what upsets me is even those things aren't kept. Like you go to Chinatown, you go yes. to the Divisory area, or whatever. When the old Manila, the buildings there are so old and nice, and they're not taken care of at all. So I mean, so even the things that for me, it's excusable that we don't have like a leading tower of Pisa or like yeah. something something that that old that you know the Vatican or whatever. Because those countries were using marble and stone from a long time ago when we were. Yeah. But the, mo- the, things, the things that we had, like the museums that were built during the Spanish time and the American time or whatever, those things could and should have been maintained because we as a society could have done that. But yeah. even those things aren't. Yeah, I mean, so I, I get I get that. My thing would be there's no reason for us to not do it now. And we still yeah, haven't. Yeah. Like, we yeah, have exactly. there's, there's, so, there's enough technology. The the structures are like I mentioned. You guys, I, I know you guys are well traveled. I'm sure you guys have been to. We 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 were blessed enough to have gone to other countries, uh, Western countries, and every time I was in a, another country in the West, there was always something that like this monument that you couldn't access because it was being maintained. Like yeah, you right. couldn't go to it because you could see like scaffolding all over it, and like yeah. it was being covered covered with like some canvas <laughs> so that. Unfortunately, for sightseer, you can't see it, right? But like, I recognize like uh, when my family went to um, England, we we were able to pass by uh, the Big Ben, uh, London, and you couldn't see the Big Ben. It was being covered because they were maintaining it, and they have no qualms about it. It's like we gotta maintain it, or else, and we don't care if you don't see it because we just have to. You know, it's we want it to last forever. I wish we had that like that structure, because to me, we kind of let things like uh, deteriorate. Unfortunately, I believe that to have a unifying, united culture, we have to have some symbol that we can look to. I don't know what it is. Rizal, maybe, but like it's not. <laughs> we're, it's, it isn't compelling enough to me because it's like one person. Um, maybe like something that's abstracted, like like you know, it it just developed through our ideas, through our thinking, through our beliefs, and yeah. put onto something a physical structure, you know. That's one of the things I'd like for us to have as a nation. It's, it just feels like it's so disjointed. Because one, speaking of languages, like we have so many different languages. It's or oh, dialects, dialects yeah. or languages, yeah. however they'd like to be <laughs> called. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's probably changing all the time. But I'd love for us to move. I'd love for us to be more unified, Because that's how you. That's how we build something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's Bayanihan, the concept, you know. Yeah. Actually like, in a weird way, like I know we we all started this talking about productivity and like I mean and we're here now, right? But I feel like it's something that I feel like productivity or being productive in my experience with a lot of it is based on sort of not strictly but order and 
sort of your attitude towards order. It's not, right, like, right. It's, not, it's not a strict order. It's not necessarily like, okay, be firm with every single thing. But there's a certain level of order that's needed for you to be able to focus on things that are outside of that order. Like, like if, if my room was right. a mess, I'd, I'd focus so much on the mess every day that I wouldn't get much work done. But when my right. room is fixed, I can do all the extra things. I can do this podcast with you guys. I can whatever. I mean, like I, I won't have to worry about other things. And I think mm. it's sort of what our country is has been for quite <laughs> yeah. a while. It's like there's, there's, everything is a bit messy. And I'm not saying one particular thing. And, and other countries have a lot of mess to clean up too. But like, at least for, for speaking for how I see our country, it's like we can't expect to take care of these off-tangent things like promoting our athletes or musicians or whatever or taking care of our buildings when even the most basic things are still kind of not in order. And so long as that's the case, it might not ever come that the mind space and budget to fix all these other stuff. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, it's sad, but that's sort of the reality that we're facing. And a lot of, a lot of the world is also going to be facing now with the whole pandemic thing. It's going to be hard for the world to do the extra stuff. Like the Olympics is not happening. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know if it's going to happen next year. I mean, they say if they wanted to, but like, is it next year? It's, it's, it's pegged for next year, yeah. Next year, yeah. All these stuff are extra stuff. Like the world now is not in order. And it's going to be hard for the world to have space for the extra stuff. Like to have concerts, to have the Olympics, to have a new... The cultural know, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, not, I'm not being all pessimistic. I mean, the, the great things will come. I mean, aside from, you know, how, how difficult of a time it is, great things will come out of this for sure. Like it will be hard for a while for the world to do the extra go above and beyond kind of thing. Because for a long right. time, we're going to be we're going to be focused on the mess that this is now. Culturally and systematically and... True economically that. and everything. Yeah. True that. It's like, man. It's going to take a while to find our bearings again. Yeah, man. To be productive. <laughs> productive. Yeah, I like the analogy pro- with the room, dude. That was... It, it is, it's simple. Like, yeah. When you think of productivity, it's very go, go, go. I have to get yeah. to the next thing. I have to do the next thing. Yeah. I have to, I don't know, make the sale, make the, get the project yeah. done. Yeah. And all yeah. But sometimes you forget, maybe I need to take a step back and do some maintenance to make that even better. And I think that's kind of the mindset. Like the thing of yeah, yeah. like maintaining a room, it's a good it's a good analogy. I think me personally, like I think I could be also more <laughs> more orderly in my productivity. But it, it connects with I mean this thing of like the, the tourist site. So Tino said that things were covered in scaffolding. When I went to the Washington Monument, I think that was covered in <laughs> scaffolding actually speak of the but when you think about it, like it's not logical to maintain it because you're spending that's not gonna make me any money. I'm that's spending true. to maintain something. Yeah, but yeah. In the end, like you get something, I guess that money can't buy. I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, beauty. Then like, it's yeah, art, right? Yeah, yeah. And like cleaning your room. By yeah. cleaning your room, you, I don't know, you lose hours that you could have mm-hmm. spent working, <laughs> getting yeah. the, the job done. But you get tired and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, but you gain something that I don't know. Long term, there's there's an effect yeah. that just you can't. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's the like smallest scale, Deba. Like <clears throat> our immediate space where you rest. But I think. On the bigger, oh, sorry, interesting insight. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm gonna be another. I'm gonna be the critic of our culture again. But man, I, I hate to be that because obviously there's so many things wrong with me. You know, like <laughs> with with every one of us, and it's hard to like speak out because there's so many things to fix within yourself. But also, it gets to a point where I'd love for us, or I'd really like for us to fix a lot of us to fix that thing within ourselves it's like a common theme for me would be speaking of order Pinoys don't like order it's just something that we just shake off man like yeah. get off me like <laughs> I don't want this order I want I want to be free let me do whatever I want in my household in my family let me make as much money as I want 
within my family. Screw all of you guys. Like that sounds a bit extreme, but <laughs> no, I, I get the. Point. I, I, it's it's just we we don't like that nagging regulation that we hear. It's we take them as suggestions. <laughs> it's like well, that's the common trope is that we Pinoy's take laws as or see laws as like just merely suggestions. <laughs> May not be true. It might be a generalization, but. It's something I see. I know it because I'm a Filipino. The the room thing, I, I think, clean your room. I don't know if it's a guy thing, but it, it could be that a lot of guys or men I, I can, should I can clean their room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> should clean their room more than they already, than they do, you know. More than they do or more than they don't. <laughs> more than they are. The, yeah. You know. It's the lack thereof. <laughs> and that's what you could work on yourself. We're talking about a lot. A lot of this podcast has been a lot of what's out of our control and I guess now I'd like to like bring it to like what's within our control. Yeah. That's actually one of the things I was thinking a while ago when you were sharing about what's what's out of your control. This I think this is a good segue to what's in your control. Yeah. You you mentioned the thing about messy, the thing about athletes. Like some people are just born with things. Yeah. But then there are also certain I think attitudes that you have to to cultivate. Like mm-hmm. for example like Neymar. I think Neymar is another guy. And people say this guy is, he's really talented. Oh, yeah. This guy is really blessed with skill. But sometimes, it, I don't know if we're going to put this uh, on the record, but sometimes it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's like, no, no. Head, like Neymar, man. <laughs> yeah, he listens, he listens to the podcast. <laughs> sometimes it's like his head isn't in it. Like he's, yeah. and that's, I mean, no criticism to him. Like he enjoys, he enjoys the, being a star, the, the attention, the, because he is. He yeah, just yeah, is. He, yeah. he is. He is. And he really, he has that charisma. Like he calls that attention that himself. Oh, yeah. that's, that's, and, that's why he's... And a lot of women are attracted yeah, to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... All those things. Um, so he, he has that skill. I think he has the same... I think he has the skill closest to Messi and Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the numbers that Messi and Ronaldo get, like Neymar's not at that level. Yeah. And there's something about their attitude that just gets them there. And Ronaldo, like you said, his work ethic is really good. And I think his, I mean, we've never seen two athletes. Have you seen his abs, man? <laughs> <laughs> you can't get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to say it. You got to ignore that. <laughs> two athletes in football who've like, kept up these kinds of numbers for this, like more than a decade. Like, I mean, yeah. you have people who say like Maradona was great, Pele was great, Z- Zidane, Cruyff, but nobody kept it up for this many years. And that's, that's, that's the true. amazing thing yeah. about Messi and other discipline. But the word that I was going to go into when you were talking about Harvey and how he felt like he was, you said he felt like he was born in the wrong country. And you were talking about luck and chance. <clears throat> it reminded me of this, this class I had in, in Ateneo. I know one of you, met, I don't know if it was Jigs who mentioned, wow, we're, we're getting into philosophy. But this one is actually quite philosophical, but I heard it in a science class. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. so this guy was, was the dean who started the health sci program in Ateneo. It's, it's called Science 10, I okay. think. what the class was called. His favorite word is serendipity. Mm, yeah. So serendipity, a lot of people um, relate that to, to chance, right? To, to or, or, or the movie from the 90s. Or, or the movie. <laughs> because there was a lot of chance in it. <laughs> with the elevator. and the, right? I, can't, I haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Maybe if you watch it, you'll get the... Yeah, yeah. you'll get the serendipity. <laughs> so, but what he would say is that serendipity is not purely luck. It's, he calls it the perfect blend of luck and preparedness. So there's things in your control that you do to get ready for that moment. You don't know when that moment will come. 
you don't know if you'll get that moment. You sometimes don't even know what's the moment that you're preparing for. But sometimes the moment comes and you're just ready to take that step. This could be an I mean all sorts of things, like a certain let's say you're you're working on a podcast and then suddenly it's not something really related to work. It's just something you're doing personally. But sometimes like a moment could come that would mean like, oh, that was actually preparation for this. Or or me, like yeah, yeah. I don't know, learning learning Spanish. I could not learn Spanish. I could not do anything about that, not prepare it. And then one day, maybe I'm in Spain and there's an emergency and it, having yeah, had learned yeah. Spanish would, oh, yeah, yeah. would have made me prepared for that moment in a different way. Yeah. So that's kind of what's in your... It's it's a good segue to what's in your control. That's true. No, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, that idea of serendipity and how it's not just purely chance, where it's like, yeah, you, the chance portion is being it has there a, at, at the right time yeah. in the right place. Yeah. But if you're not ready to take that opportunity then it, it doesn't matter right yeah you're right yeah. so yeah i mean I, I feel like you know the whole like, that whole idea of i mean this is in a very small way but that whole idea of speaking it into his existence like if lavar like ball no basically yeah no, but, no, but if you if let's say i mean it's not that it's not the whole way but let's say if you keep doing something and keep preparing for something and you keep telling people about it and you keep putting it out there that you're doing this and you're trying to do this You'll never know if it reaches the right person and be like, oh yeah, this guy knows blah, blah. I mean, the speaking it into existence is one of the smallest parts of that. But speaking it into existence for me is like, you want it so bad and you've been doing it for so long or you've been preparing for it for so long that you can't help but talk about what you want to do or what you're doing. It's the same. Like if you just keep talking about something and not doing it, yeah, you people will hear about it. But when they actually get to you, it's like, oh, you're not ready for it. But if you keep doing, putting the work and you're prepared for it and you keep talking, and because of how, how prepared you are, you keep talking about it and because naturally you do because your whole life revolves mm-hmm. around what you uh, around that thing. Like it will really lead up to like serendipitous opportunity for you. And and then it's interesting. Like I mean, you're more in control of that than you think. And right. we were just talking about yeah, as, as you mentioned, we were just talking about stuff that aren't in our control. But yeah, I think at the same time you're also more in control of things than you think. Yeah, like you have the opportunity to be in control of these things. Yeah, and actually that thing of preparing. I know many times we think of it as intentional. You you take a class, you learn a skill, you do something inten- intentional. And many times it, it, it is that. And that has yeah. a really big impact. Yeah. But sometimes it's also the unintentional thing. Sometimes you don't know <laughs> you're preparing for something. So like, I don't know, just to share like personal experience. When I got my like like second promotion, I mean, actually first first promotion in, in the Cathlon. So like I was doing my other job as like um, sport leader for football. And then, you know, I just have conversations with other, with other people on DM and like, you know, Jigs, like we're into tech stuff, right? So like we watch yeah, MKBHD, yeah. That, like you don't <laughs> think like watching YouTube videos, that's not going to do anything for me. But yeah. there was this one day I was talking with the digital leader for the Gaston Philippines. I think we were just having lunch and we were just talking. I was like, oh, cool. Like your phone's a, a OnePlus. And this was like just when, like OnePlus wasn't big. I think this was like the OnePlus. OnePlus 16? It's like a three or a four, like super early on. And I knew about it because because I had this friend in Adnay who got the very first OnePlus. And I was like, oh, what's your phone? His OnePlus. So now, like, all these years later, I, I knew about the brand and I knew what it stood for. Like, it makes very, like, affordable yeah, um, phones yeah. for, for a really, like, really good quality, the technology in it. And so I brought that up. And that he's like, oh, cool. Like, you, you know what my phone is? Like, he was surprised because not a lot of people, like, usually people be like, is that a Samsung or is that a... But he was like, oh, you know what my phone is? And... That actually stuck with him because when they opened this position, they called it a position for a digital reference. There were like five who applied and the my boss at the time, the store leader of Alabang was like, hey, I, like, I think you'd be a good fit for this. Why don't, why don't you apply? 
And it was him and the, the digital leader who were were going through candidates for this. And they were everyone else was I was one of the newer ones at the time. Like the others were more experienced than me. Mm. But that stuck with him that like I knew what his phone was. <laughs> and that's yeah. one of the things. Buti na lang. Buti na lang. I have yeah. I've na lang I've heard of OnePlus, dude. Like I I'm, <laughs> When he told me about the job, he, he mentioned that he was like, it stood out to me that you knew what my phone was. Like, so I think like you're well versed with digital. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And like I did make such a big shift. But small, think, like, small, right? It was a small yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now like he became my boss and he got me to work on him in e-commerce after that digital position yeah. in the store and then now like he's leaving the company and like he's asking me to take his place so it's, it's Dude, pretty cool like congrats you know, man. congrats, congrats. It opened up. Yeah, it's, yeah. big ups bro big ups so random like it's just just from watching YouTube like, yeah. <laughs> so everybody you have to know what uh, what OnePlus is OnePlus is <laughs> so you, you should have known it just came know. out this is not sponsored <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsored this, this, <laughs> and this is not a tech podcast <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man no but that's super cool man I mean like I mean that I think it's a really good example of that where it's like yeah like your preparedness for that moment without you even knowing it was more in your control than you even realized I mean mm-hmm. were, like it's I mean I feel like a lot of that stuff happens where we don't even I mean you were able to chase it you're lucky enough that, that you mentioned it yeah that, that, that you were able to chase the sort of success back that's to the that chance moment. yeah yeah but a lot of people probably get that chance without realizing that it was because of yeah. something that they that happened or that they prepared for inadvertently even right so it's like right. Yeah. And also the choice to take that chance. Like you could know what a OnePlus is. You could have that chance presented to you. Yeah. yeah. But it's also your choice mm-hmm. to to speak up. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's your and like that's, that's true. on yeah. you. Every day. Like we're yeah. connecting with people every day. Yeah. Like you could stay at home and be like, I can't connect with people anyway. But kind of by doing this, by doing this podcast, by meeting up, by having reunions. You open yourself to other people. You learn new things. I mean, this, this yeah. thing we were talking about, like cleaning your room. Like, I didn't think that would come out of this, but <laughs> it did. So yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, no, but oh, yeah, but, but the whole idea of connecting to people, I mean, again, more in control than you think, I guess. It's like yeah. connecting to people is super interesting, even in, as we talked about earlier, like, I'm not sure if this this was part of the part that was recorded, but we, we talked about this video where it's like, where it's like, um, it was recorded uh, when you came in, Jake, actually. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> From the beginning, dude. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole, um, how how we're still so connected now, even if it's the, during the pandemic, where like right now we're, I mean, we used to see each other, for those of you who don't know, like the three of us would probably see each other at least once a week. At, I mean, mo- on most They're weeks. About, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just because of, of our service in church, right? We haven't had that in months. So I haven't seen these guys in person in months. Well, in passing, yeah. But like not like we, we haven't talked in person like, like this. And the connections that we make with people are so important. And I can't imagine how life would be if we couldn't connect to them during this time. It would be so incomplete. And an example of, of a very vital connection would be like, because of the internet, there's this person that contacted me that I had a potential project with in the past, maybe two years ago. And it didn't happen because they didn't pursue with the project. And she messaged me remembering that, that, I, that I almost worked with them before. And she's based in Australia or whatever. Now there's an opportunity for, for something to materialize in Australia. Just because of this whole connection thing. And again, something maybe I said or something maybe that, that she appreciated about, about our How you chose about, to carry yeah, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It led to two years after, a year and a half after. Her remembering my name even. Yeah, I mean, like, but again, none of this would have been possible if not for, like, how could, like, work from home is not a term that would have made sense 10, 15 years ago, maybe 10 years ago, yeah, but yeah. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, <laughs> no, man. Like, no. it, it doesn't do, make any not, sense. Not, yeah, not so, feasible. 
So, I mean, how destructive would it have been if we were the in-between stage between, like, internet and no internet? Yeah, I mean, like, when... I wonder. Wasn't it a point? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's probably like a alternate reality, right? But I also yeah. think about an alternate reality without COVID. <laughs> like it's like a oh, little yeah. thing that just domino effect and just affect yeah. the whole world. And oh, spe- speaking of phones, man, I was just thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna get too into it because I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a tech guy. But I guess it has to do with like the access to information like this and the fact that there's like this niche for people reviewing stuff, which is a weird thing if you think about it. Like, but entertaining. Undoubtedly, mm-hmm. but you and I, Jigs, we have a Huawei. It's like it's an yes, alternate. Yeah. It's a it's a different phone from although popular. It's not your Samsung. It's not your Apple. it's not your Apple, obviously. But I guess I'm trying to make myself look like a tech guy right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a Huawei. <laughs> no, but I did watch. Dang it! I keep trying to make myself look like it. But like, it's interesting to know more about those things, and it's through MB. MBKHD that I made the decision to get a Huawei. It, yeah, I, yeah. I otherwise wow. wouldn't have done it, you know. Because um, it won the camera, the camera shootout. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah actually, dude, our phone, yeah, the, yeah. the, the Pro, our, 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 our phone won the camera shootout. The it did. I, it, and that was kind a good of, one. Yeah, I have the phone that won. Yeah, great, and it makes you. I don't know, like even a little proud, you know, like. Yeah. Or not even proud, but like you're just happy that someone has the phone that you've just been eyeing. Or like you, yeah, you there's yeah, just yeah. you have the phone that you've been eyeing and that you've been hyped for. Like people have yeah, been hyping yeah. it up. And it makes me wonder how important tech is really gonna be in the future and how to me, to my eye, we're not producing our own. It seems like we're buying a lot of technology. It seems like we're trying to get on that bandwagon of tech. And I think Pinoy's are like number one uh, cell phone country users, in the world. Users, cell phone yeah. users in the world. Right? I think Mobile even social users. media, right? Even yeah. on social media, we yeah, spend yeah. an enormous time, amount of time <laughs> on social media. I, yeah. I'll say, I'll speak from As me. a people, yeah. But I hope, and I'm not even going to like voice this on our people, but like, it just feels like we want, I'd love for us to have something going, maybe have our own car, brand, yeah, have yeah. our own Cell phone, if it's doable, have well, there's like there's my phone and stuff, right? There's like, I mean, I'm not sure if they're made here, but <laughs> yeah. they have like, well, they're made in China, right? But they're, they're like, so yeah, they're, they're brand yeah, they marketed as Pinoy yeah, phones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a Pinoy flag basically yeah, on, yeah. on its logo, <laughs> yeah. No, but to your point, being in the creative industry and then like thinking about all of these like different, I mean, as an industrial designer specifically, yeah, I was thinking a lot about like the winners and losers during this quarantine. The losers being like how we do everything, basically. Like, I mean, like everything's gonna change after this. Like how we design restaurants, how we, yeah. how we do bank, whatever. The mere fact that everything that we normally do on a on a weekly basis, we can't do the way we usually do it. It's gonna. I mean, it's for a long time gonna be the problem. I mean, that means that ironically, a shortcoming design that is being exposed by this pandemic. But tech is a big winner for me. Like a big winner of this whole pandemic. pandemic proof. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking at it as a game. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, of course, you know, if people are suffering and then, I mean, I don't mean to make it, to make yes, it yes, but, yes, yeah. but tech, tech, I mean, if you look at all the big things that came out of video games, um, Zoom, um, <laughs> Amazon, I mean, I mean, literally all the big winners of Lazada, of, uh, of you like, know. companies, Lazada, yeah, like online shopping, Facebook groups for selling and yeah. buying food, like all yeah. of the winners are, are all in the tech side, Animal Crossing, Twitch streaming, whatever. I mean, like, everything is like all of the big trends and the big TikTok. It's like TikTok had a spike in the usage during this whole thing. 
Zoom is like the number one, one of the number one tech companies. Yeah, I mean, like in the world all of a sudden. So it's like Microsoft Teams, Google Meet. It's like tech all of a sudden bloomed into something even more impressive in this time. And and that's sort of something that, to your point, like the world has to get on the train. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's something that's been sort of fast tracked. There was this, I'm not sure if it's a Vox video or mm-hmm. if it was The Verge or something, but they talked about how how tech plateaued and it sort of coincided with there's a theory or I forgot the term maybe you guys can look it up but where like history kind of plateaus and it'll take a big event to like make it go beyond that like the plateau will last for quite a bit and tech being as much a part of our lives as anything today was the perfect microcosm of that plateau because if you look at our phones like for the past five or six years they look like pieces of glass I mean they haven't changed much in how they look for the past how many years yeah, fine. You can argue features come up, but it's pretty much been the same. Like the phone I have now looks like the phone I'm going to get next, even if this is two years old. Yeah, I mean, that's just the reality. With this sort of pandemic happening, that sort of that, that event that was talked about in the theory where it's like, things are going to change after this for the better or for the worse, but it's going to be a shift that's going to usher in a new set of attributes that, that tech specifically will have because tech is so much ingrained in the future of how we do things. And there's a video that went viral recently and it's an old video about how Amazon plants this whole like connected city. Have you guys have you guys seen that? Where it's like they have drones, like they'll have buildings that are like their warehouses will be buildings, and then drones will take off from the windows and oh. fly down to drop off stuff in people's houses, and like Alexa will be will be built into everything, and like yeah. it's like I mean stuff like that is it sounds crazy, but that's really where it's gonna go. And I feel like this pandemic is pushing that forward even more, where like you you wouldn't want to deal with a person that can give you a virus, but you can talk to an Alexa that won't. Or a Google Assistant. Yeah, I mean, I mean it reminds me of uh, that certain like detachment from a human, like a hu- oh, yeah, from yeah. human contact. It reminds me of yeah. how NBA scrimmages have oh, started. Yeah, and like yeah. and like this this background, call it like a TV or like a just just a screen yeah. for everyone to yeah, for, see. For those, for, of you guys, for those of you guys who don't, haven't seen it yet, uh, uh, go, don't, go, go. don't know also. Yeah, the NBA uh, is restarting. A lot of sports are restarting. But the NBA is doing it in one of the more one of the most interesting ways, where <laughs> yeah. all, all all the teams that are remaining in contention for the playoffs are all in Disney World in hotel Orlando, yeah, um, staying there in, for three months to finish the season, and they're playing in the same sort of arenas, a very small ESPN yeah. thing there, and there's no audience, there's, there's no, no crowd. fans, yeah, yeah, no fans. So all they, they set up the whole arena or basketball court, yes. basically with like LED screens around that show the home team's graphics. And sometimes, <laughs> occasionally, they also show it's like video, videos of yeah. They show videos of crowds cheering. Which Except is, it's yeah, weird it's that it's visual. Or is it so basically? The, 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 they're just so, recordings. The, it, LED LED screen. So oh, okay. so the court the court is basically just like wood finish. There's yeah. no team logos. And then but the benches. The, yeah, the benches the, are the chairs. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, they're staggered. But like, there's a home team and a away team in every game, right? So to make the home team feel more home. When if it's a home team, the graphics show on the LED screens around the court. So whoever's home team will have their graphics showing and they can show whatever they want when there's a basket or whatever. But like, <laughs> I think particularly the Miami Heat game, I didn't see it in other games actually. Particularly the game, they had a crowd, like a video of a crowd playing every so often, which is kind of surreal. But like that, yeah, that sort of happened. Cool. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, it's not real. It's like, it feels like uh, some Black Mirror episode where everyone's <laughs> not allowed to go out. So... <laughs> Like you just have to make do with pre-recorded fans who are pretending to have fun, or like the, what it looks like to me. So they don't live stream the fans. Just live stream. You can't. Oh, no, 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 not, 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 you can't because people no. can't stay near each other. So the way they do it in football, 
So I think yeah. this one is cool because it's the whole thing, right? Yeah. In football, in the stadium, I think they just have screens where the fans are watching on something. I don't know if it's Zoom or something, but they're basically in their living room. I've heard room about this, yeah. Watching. And then so you can see the reaction. That, that one's a bit, I don't know. But the yeah. cool thing is from, from a viewer perspective, I, I like the highlights. Right? There seems to be like some AR stuff going on. Like they make it like like FIFA. I think the different because the different broadcasts, um, I think different broadcasts have different ways of handling it. Like let's say, for example, I saw, I think that was the Nuggets broadcast. They had their commentators were shown on the top of the screen. But let's say the Heat they didn't have any of that stuff. So depending on like the broadcast team, they'll have different like, graphics or whatever. The but team sets up their own stuff. I believe so. I mean, because well, each team really has their own media coverage. Like let's say Miami has Fox Sun. I think it's Fox Sun is also the same for Orlando because they're both in Florida. But um, they they, it's like they have their own coverage team and they have their own media and whatever. But there's also international media like ESPN and TNT that show other games. But yeah, so parang, but again, it's also tech. Like it, it's weird. Like I'll make a recommendation to everybody listening to this right now. If you reach this far into this conversation, you should check out. Okay, it's hard to say it. And, um, you, should, you should check out the vlog of this NBA player. His name's Matisse Thibel. It's hard. He's he's. I think he's French. American. I'm not sure if he's French, but his name is Matisse Thibel, and he's he's vlogging from inside sort of NBA bubble, as they call it. Super interesting to see what life is like in there because they'll be there for three months. They get tested for the coronavirus every day. They swab tested every day, so it's crazy. It's a lot of work for them, but I mean, why three months? They have that much of the season still to go. That, that includes the playoffs and finals. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking jigs like the hiatus or like the length of it is essentially the wait that you would take or that you would have for the next season. Right, we we waited yeah. four months, and it makes me wonder how how that will affect their level of play. Or yeah, I mean, that's definitely, that's, that's definitely in question. I mean, I mean, a lot of what teams are looking at now during because right now they're having scrimmages. Not yet, they're not like they're like warm not the games, games yet. Yeah, they don't really count yet. But a lot of a lot of teams are looking out for how their players react to playing again. I mean, some yeah, players are faring better than others. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's a new season, yeah. basically. <laughs> it feels like. But they're just going to count the championship as the, last, the previous. What's crazy is that 2020 season, which will come after this one, is going to start a month after the finals end, which is weird. I mean, that's crazy. No it's way. Like, yeah, it's like a you month, think? I think. I think so. You think I mean, it's gonna, I think they're, it's not gonna the, they're not going to move the calendar? You don't think? I think it's like, I think it started in November or December or something. Maybe that's a right. month and a half or two months. Yeah, so it's like, but either way, They'll have training camp. So it's like, it's going to be the training camps like two months before the next season. So it's like, it's straight to that, I think. So it's going to be weird. I mean, again, that's what, as I'm saying, like going back to like the whole order thing, like the world is, has no order right now. And <laughs> all these extra things are, are at the mercy of whatever happens. Yeah. I mean, like, because right. are they going to go back to the bubble for the net for 2021? Like, I mean, the entire season, like, like in December, are they going to, I mean, it's just a month away from the championship playing in Orlando. Are they going to go back to, Playing in the arenas, are they, are they going to have to do this whole Disneyland for five six months? Yeah, I mean, like I, have a yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's what they call it. It's NBA bubble, yeah. People, yeah, they keep people inside the bubble. Luckily, the ones in the in the bubble are no one has COVID among the players. Yeah, so far, yeah, yeah. And they they they're tested every day, just kind of crazy, but which is kind of necessary. Man. Yeah, kind of necessary. Also, <laughs> you're sweating yeah, all over <laughs> each other. It's true. It's a full contact sport. I mean, a lot of a lot of sports are coming back, like. Baseball had some games today, right? Or the other day. Isn't there less contact there? Sorry for being a baseball nerd. Don't catch. Yeah, yeah. There's less, there's less, there's less contact. Yeah, I guess. But unless they start like getting to a fight, fight. <laughs> which has been happening quite a bit recently. Yeah. But, yeah, but I think the NBA is is a very interesting implementation of that. Like, I feel like they they have the most entertaining version of this, like, come back to sports. Like, I mean, it's 
So Let's think about the NBA. Uh, they test things out. They, yeah, they, they try. They the try new, really. new stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Even the WNBA is back, but they're in a different area. I don't know. Man, I, I have a feeling, Jigs, that 2021, the 2020-2021 season is going to be postponed. Yeah, probably. Because they can't do this. They can't have people in one venue for, for 82 a, whole, games? a whole season. No, yeah, no not, chance, man. man. Yeah. People have their lives too. <laughs> go crazy. Yeah, I don't think if they plan to start by December or January, I don't think this whole thing is going to be done yet. I mean, I don't think I don't think the world is going to be ready f- to come back to like normalcy Dang. that quick. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing this because it's all we talk about. But I mean, outside of the podcast, even. But like, <laughs> it's, it's so strange. I mean, it's so strange that we're in this moment in history right now. It's not it's weird time. Difficult I don't for think, so many people. I don't think it's a topic that we won't have anything to say about because it's just <laughs> it's just the reality that we have when we yeah. can yeah absurd it's absurd it's yeah. it's unreal nacho do you have like a movie night right um you got to i don't know I'll, I'll ask my brother when he gets up with the <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean we've been on for essentially an hour and a half two hours yeah two hours <laughs> yeah well, an so. hour and a half recorded <laughs> an hour yeah, enough. Uh, an hour enough till officially. till Jigs marked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been on for about yeah two hours about, and I think that's that's good for for this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't want to keep yeah, you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and it feels like we could we 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 could run this over. We could we could run this run this back. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. Um, yeah. So, I uh, thanks guys for um. This is my second, very like, it's. It, I'm very very early on, so this is my second ever recording, and uh, I'd like to thank you guys for taking up the offer. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to sound cliche, but like, I just, I'm glad that we were able to finally get this on record. It's it's one thing to talk like this because we always do or we normally do. Um, but to have this on record, it's just a it's just a gift that that you guys have like given me, and um, I hope you guys take care. Just take care of yourselves. Yeah, same um, man. Same with you. Yeah, it's and everybody, everybody who's everybody who's still listening up to at, uh, up at, <laughs> at this, this point. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> for two Take care, guys. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> yeah, thank Just you, everyone. Um, yeah. But th- but thank you, thank you to my guests who are, who, are, who took up the <laughs> offer, and they're they're also my friends. So it's not like we don't know each this other. This wasn't so. work for us, man. This is this is like this is us <laughs> on, on a regular Friday right, night, right, just like hanging out. Yeah, yeah. just like so, yeah. tonight, Friday night. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's, it's it was wonderful, guys. Um, and yeah, I think we can leave it at that. Mm-hmm.